And Thursday's exactly what it, what it sounds like. You're not prepping them. You're not going grocery shopping. You're not prepping mm-hmm. ingredients. You're thinking about it. What recipes do I want to make? And what a rock star would you feel like and ahead of the game? If Friday you were like, I know what we're eating next week. Yeah. Right. And it's just these like small steps of accomplishment and just getting out ahead of yourself. Hey there, I'm Ani Michalski, wellness coach, therapist, and mom to half a dozen amazing kiddos. This podcast is for moms who desperately need a break, but refuse to take one. You know who you are. You have a jam packed schedule and you're so busy doing everything for everyone else. You don't leave any time for you. What's up with that? Well, no more. Take off your superwoman cape and learn how to put yourself on your to-do list. This is the Moms Without Capes podcast. Hey, did you know that there's a Facebook group filled with Moms Without Capes? Women who are learning that it's safe to take off the superwoman cape and take care of themselves? There sure is, and we'd love to have you in the group. Moms Without Capes is a free community for moms who feel overwhelmed, stressed out and exhausted from trying to do it all. Come discover who you are under that cape and give yourself permission to show yourself some love. Search Moms Without Capes when you're in Facebook or follow the link in the show notes of this podcast episode. See you there. We have here today on the Moms Without Capes podcast, Care Marin. Welcome to the show, Care. Thanks. Glad to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to have you here. So Care is a kitchen coach who teaches moms her proven four-step meal planning framework that allows you to enjoy a fresh home-cooked meal four nights out of the week without any mealtime drama so you can feel calm and connected to your family around the dinner table. Sounds amazing, right? (laughs) Today, Care and I will be chatting all about meal planning and how it can help make dinner time one of your favorite parts of the day. So Care, before we dive in, um, Kara and I actually know each other outside of like Moms Without Capes. Um, we are clients together in another coaching program, like in a business coaching program. So when I first um, heard about what me, what Kara was doing or what she specializes in, I knew that it was going to be something that would help us super moms be able to free up some time and make meal planning or even like time in the kitchen less of a chore and more something that that we could actually even enjoy doing. And I used to, I I always dabble in meal planning. So I'm excited to talk to you today because it's something that I just struggle with keeping consistent. But before we get into that, let's talk about your journey and how you got to be where you are today and the specialist you are today. All righty. Well, I have always liked to cook. I mean, as an adult, like I didn't learn how to cook growing up. Like my mom didn't teach me how to cook. My grandma didn't teach me how to cook. So I always say that is not definitely not a prerequisite, uh, for easy meal planning, but I do like to cook. And so I cooked kind of as a hobby. And then, um, I had a like seven year journey where I was vegan and that was super fun cooking. Like, cause you use all new ingredients, right. And experimenting. And so friends were like, Oh, well I went gluten-free. Could you make this? Or I'm dairy free. Could you make this? And so I started cooking for friends and then kind of word of mouth spread. And so then I started cooking for families. They were like, I don't want to cook for my family or I don't know how, or this is too hard. And so I was in the kitchen of busy moms and looking like front lines, like what is, what's hard about this? What is in your way? Why does this feel like a chore, you know, to your point? So, um, 
I got a lot of good, uh, good information, uh, cooking for them. Meanwhile, like I'm cooking for them and that's organized, right? Because that's my business. Right. (laughs) People can relate to this. And then at home, like my meal planning, not as organized. (laughs) Um, and I thought, you know what, this is not, this isn't really working well. So that is when I created my four-step framework. Uh, I really created it for my own kitchen and then started using it, um, with my clients as well. And so that's, you know, I had time to try it and test it and, you know, kind of see what, what it needed and, and perfect it. So then, uh, we adopted our daughter and I had a lot less time. All of a sudden, as it, as it falls, yeah. <laughs> so I didn't have time to do all the cooking, and luckily, I didn't realize that was all before because I was thinking, like, wow, how did you have time to cook everybody else's meals? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I'm glad you made that distinguish. Yes, exactly. I am cooking for other people until uh, we adopted our daughter, and then I was like, I don't have much time left. So that's when I transitioned my business online and became a kitchen coach virtually for moms, um, but taking all that rich information I learned and my system and, and teaching it. Nice. So how long have you been doing what you're doing? Like the, um, the online piece? The on, So my daughter's four and a half. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, really like probably four years, you know, you start an online business and you're just like, what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you got to figure out the business part, but kind of in a groove, probably about four years. Yeah. <laughs> Were you cooking before you became a mom? Were you cooking? Cause you said you were like in the kitchens of like busy moms. Like mm-hmm. when you became a mom, were you like, finally like, I get it. Like, I get why, like things that, as a, as like a childless or like a single mom or a single woman, like not knowing yeah. the challenges. Yeah, I definitely was like, oh yeah, this, this is, um, this is harder. I do have less time. Like you have to be more organized, but, um, I really already had a system in place. And so, Um, you know, I mean, I think I, as a baby, I didn't really get it as much, but, um, well, and I will say one thing that really kind of shed light on a lot of what I do with moms now is our daughter is adopted. And so I was not breastfeeding, right. And the pressure to breastfeed Mm -hmm. and like, it like opened my eyes a little bit more to like, there is so much pressure on women and moms to like feed your kids like perfectly, whatever that means. And it starts with breastfeeding and it didn't stop. Right. It it doesn't, it doesn't stop. And so that is definitely something I encounter with my clients that, um, to your point, I did learn when we had our daughter is like, there is a lot of pressure out there coming at you from multiple directions. Right. Um, and so that is one of the things that absolutely impacts mom's meal planning. So I did, I did get some, um, good insight into that. And then now that she's four and a half, um, you know, and has her own ideas of what she wants Mm -hmm. to eat, what she doesn't. So I'm, uh, you know, learning those things as I go, but, um, but yeah, it's just, it's been a, a great journey. What do, what have you found that moms or yourself or the moms that you work with find the most challenging or the most hardest thing about meal planning specifically? Oh, that's a good question. Um, the hardest part, probably making it last and like not, and, and like blaming yourself for it. Like, oh, I didn't stick to this habit or okay, like being consistent. I'm not, that's my know, problem. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and 
you know, there, there's a lot of things out there about meal planning. And, you know, when I talk to moms, well, what have you tried that hasn't stuck? And they're like, tell him, and I'm like, that makes total sense. Like it's generic or it doesn't work with your schedule or it's X, Y, Z. Of course it didn't stick, you know? And when you get something that works for you, then it sticks because you like the outcome and it, and it feels good. And it overcomes the things that, you know, you were resisting about meal planning. So, but I would say that's the biggest thing that moms come to me with and say, I've tried this before. I've tried multiple things before and they just don't last. And so, you know, why are you different? Why can you make it last? And so that's what we, that's what we work on. So when you're new, like when you're talking with one of those moms, cause that that's me right there. Like just not, you know, I think I feel like a I've tried it multiple times. Like I've been a mom for 23 years and throughout those 23 years, like, I'm like, okay, I'm going to meal plan. Like I hear how easy it is. I hear how it's time, like it's game changer in the kitchen, but yet staying, making it stick is one of the problems that I have. So when you are working with one of those moms that have tried things in the past, where do you recommend you start? Great question. So I have kind of three, um, kind of a three pronged, like consider these three things as you look ahead to starting to meal plan. And one of them is to start small. We have this idea that meal planning is all or nothing, right? I have to plan three meals a day, seven days a week for the foreseeable future, right? And we get kind of get that in our mind um, for whatever reason. And that's not helpful because nobody wants to do that, right? Uh, And it's like with any goal, you know, you don't start by running the marathon, you start by, you know, walking or running. So um, to, to start smaller, like start with dinner is usually what people come to me with first. I do all the meals, you know, once you have a habit, then you can apply it to the other meals. But dinner is what people really tend to want to transform first. And so we start with like one or two dinners, right? Whatever you're doing now, just keep doing that. Even though it's not the outcome you want, we're in the process of changing it and just take a day or two and start there. And so that relieves a lot of weight, right? Because you you can start yeah. something that's very doable. Um, and then the second one is start earlier. I find that moms don't start meal planning often until like Sunday night, right? And then mm-hmm. Today's Monday, right? Right. <laughs> so, you know, again, you're just not really setting yourself up for success. So, in my world, uh, we have what's called Think Ahead Thursday, and this is a term uh, that I coined because my system I start on Thursday thinking about recipes for the next week, and mm-hmm. so that gives you Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday to right? digest and- it in grocery shop and do all the things like, to prepare for. Exactly. Exactly. And Thursday is exactly what it, what it sounds like. You're not prepping them. You're not going grocery shopping. You're not prepping mm-hmm. ingredients. You're thinking about it. What recipes do I want to make? And what a rock star would you feel like and ahead of the game? If Friday you were like, I know what we're eating next week. Yeah. yeah. Right. And it's just these like small steps of accomplishment and just getting out ahead of yourself. Part of what is stress, I find that moms find stressful about meal planning is as the beginning of a new week is like approaching, it's like you have to figure it out all over again. Yeah. It's like every week is a brand new week <laughs> and a brand new meal planning problem. And it, you know, that it just doesn't have to be that way when you have, you know, a system that does get you started earlier. And so then um, 
Thursdays, I choose recipes. Friday, I make the grocery list. Saturday, I shop. Sunday, I prep. Like you just break it down into these small habits, which is the third prong (laughs) is make it a habit, right? We have to make these things integrate into our life. And this is something else that lifts a really big weight when I talk to moms and I'm like, this is going to become, this is going to flow in your schedule, right? It's not going to be this like, okay, I've got to schedule this, you know, three hours or yeah, it's not this like big thing that you have to tackle because that makes it heavy and that makes it stressful. Right. And so when you can make it a small habit that you do throughout the week, then it, it flows. It just flows. I like to say it kind of runs in the background of your life. Okay. It's less daunting. Yeah. 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 Can you give us a bird's eye view of those, the four step framework that you walk clients through? Yes. So it's called the CRISP framework. Um, and it's five, that's five letters, but yeah, it's just like, (laughs) my fingers were moving down here. I'm like, I think that's five. The C C and the R go together. Okay. (laughs) Um, So on Thursdays, on Think Ahead Thursday, I look at my calendar, which is the C, and I choose recipes, which is the R. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to make this actually work for my life, right? Because this is one of the things that's going to make it stick. So I look ahead to my next week and I say, is there anything weird about dinner time? Like, are we going to grandpa's? Are we all, I don't know, whatever you do at night that might change dinner time? Right. Um, or do I have a really busy day at work and I need to give myself a crock pot recipe that I'm just going to dump and go okay. right. And so I'm actually thinking about my week, uh, and then I'm choosing recipes. So that if there is a day that, that yeah. I, ha- yeah, if there's a day I have a little bit more time then maybe I know this recipe that my family likes that does take me a little bit more time. Maybe I'll put it on that day. Right. And in the beginning, you don't necessarily, maybe you don't know the recipes that well, or you're not that comfortable in the kitchen or, and that's okay. Cause this part comes, but the whole thing about all of this is simply establishing the habit. Like, even if you open your calendar on Thursday and you're like, okay, I see my schedule and here's some recipes. I don't know enough about these recipes to know, like, that's okay. What you're doing is establishing the habit, right? Right. The habit of actually doing that. Yeah. 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 You get in the routine and I tell people, and I do this myself, even though this is my business, I've been doing this for years. I have a reminder that pops up on my phone every Thursday and it says, start meal planning. Okay. Right. And so it's just, again, giving you that head start. So, um, this takes 10 or 15 minutes, right. And I know that everybody, if this is a goal of yours, you have that amount of time, mm. right. It comes down to, are you going to give it, are you going to give it to meal? Planning? So 10 or 15 minutes on Thursday, Friday, I make a grocery list because I have got, I've chosen my recipes. And so now I can make my grocery list and I just cross check my kitchen. So I'm not double buying anything. And again, you're looking at 10 or 15 minutes, right? And the more you do this, the faster it happens. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's all you do on Friday. Then Saturday I grocery shop and that takes, you know, a different amount of time for different people, whether you order them online or like to go to the store, like I do, um, whatever that is, but I shop. Um, with my streamlined grocery list. So mm-hmm. it's a lot faster. I'm not imp- impulse buying, I'm saving money. Um, and then prep. So I, I probably lost the crisp in there, but Friday is ingredients. So make my grocery list. S is shop. You did, you did. Yeah. I was like- <laughs> and then P is prep. And so this is another thing that y- you, 
you know, sometimes we have recipes and we go and get the ingredients and then it falls apart, right? Because you, you still have to stick with the habit, right? Yes. And so the prep part, but again, set, set an alarm on your phone for 15 minutes and go into your kitchen and look at the first recipe that you're going to make of the week and prep the ingredients that are in it. You'd be amazed at how much prep you can get done in 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so this is, I do a short prep session on Saturday. When I get home with my groceries, I don't even put them away. I start prepping them straight from the bag. Um, and, and in just 10 or 15 minutes, I've got, let's say the meat seasoned and browned for taco Tuesday and the onions and the tomatoes diced. Right. Yes. Then on, on Sunday, I do another 10 or 15 minute prep session. Okay. And then Monday night, when my recipe's cooking, it's hands off time, I'm prepping for Tuesday. Right. And so it's just these small amounts of time that when you put in them into your schedule, it doesn't feel daunting. It is a habit that you have to repeat. Right. right. But when you get that down and you, integrate those prep sessions or the recipe choosing or whatever into your schedule, then it, it flows and not, no one step is just like, oh my gosh, you know, this is too big. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So your eye, is that inventory ingredients? That like ingredients? <laughs> I, like, yep. I know it was the day of like looking to see. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So making your grocery list and then checking. Uh, okay. Yeah ingredients. Yeah. So I'm just thinking, because as I mentioned, consistency is that hard part for me. And mm -hmm. I have been able to do it. You know, I love the idea of just when you're starting, like just do two days a week, mm -hmm. right? Like just plan for two days a week. And I've gotten to the point where I do look at my calendar. I've got it right next. I, I have a dry erase board with like Sunday through Saturday that I just kind of jot down what days, some days I leave empty, like our Saturdays and Sunday or our Fridays and Saturdays tend to be just whatever Thursdays are leftovers. Typically we have leftovers or just something like quesadillas or like something really easy that, but I have gotten into that habit of looking at the calendar and seeing, and even I was doing it with my daughter this past week and we were coming up with some meals and we were like, and I'm like, well, this is going to be a day that I'm really busy and I need something that you guys can at least start preparing while like to the kids while I'm out of the house. So like we stick to things like spaghetti or the quesadillas again, um, or bag salads where I'm like, you know, you just have to add the extra spring, spring mix and all that, like trying to make it as easy. But when I started doing, comparing it with the, or like holding it up against the calendar and considering that I found that that made it a lot easier for me to follow through because then yeah. there was those times when I would used to do it and I would do it and we would lay the best plans Right. And then, like Tuesday night would come and I'd be like, we don't have the ingredients, right? The mm -hmm. worst is when my kids use the ingredients for something like their lunch. <laughs> and I'm yep. like, who, who had the spaghetti sauce, right? <laughs> yep. And so being able to like prepare and have that written for everyone to see can give everyone an idea like, hey, don't eat that because that's going to be used for Tuesday night's meal. Right, but right. I feel like simply just looking at the calendar and figuring out what nights are slow cooker meals or what nights you can have a little bit more time was actually real like the most helpful oh, good. Of, of being able to make that consistent. But I feel like I'm still, I still need to work on the S and the P. 
Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just, just looking at your system, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I feel like I do all the other stuff, but the S and the P, the shopping, I'm always like, I've got to do a sad Sunday afternoon. Like that's usually when I do it, but maybe moving it before might be maybe helpful. Yeah. And you're, so, you're definitely not alone on uh, Like I say, that's where it can, it can fall off a little bit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so just following through with that, but, um, I did have uh, a client I was working with and we went through the system, you know, and she had kids eating her, um, ingredients too. And what she did, <laughs> she bought like these little bins and she just put oh. the, and she just put Monday on the bin and it was like, don't eat these. This is, so it helped her yeah. and it helped people not eat it. Oh, what a great idea. You could yeah. even just do a grocery bag. You know, it doesn't have to be a okay. bin. You just put Monday, don't eat. Right. right. So right. You know, there you that's, go. That's that's idea. Yeah. Problem solved. <laughs> <laughs> do you recommend, um, I've heard before about, you know, I, or labeling each day or kind of categorizing each day according to like a main ingredient, say like noodles, like where you would stick to like noodle dishes. I know like meatless Monday is a thing, right? And like maybe sticking to meatless recipes or maybe do like Mexican on Tuesday. So like you've got like enchiladas, tacos, like, you know, sticking to that taco Tuesday, right? Like going and kind of theming out each day. Have you ever recommended that or like found that to be helpful? Yeah. So what I do with my clients is basically ask them if that is helpful for them, because some people it is, and some people it isn't. Some people want the, I know what to expect because it helps me plan, or I just like know what I'm making, but some people don't necessarily like the rigidity of that. Um, and so you also, again, don't have to theme every night, right? So if you wanted a couple of themes, but I will say that once I start working with clients and we map this out and they start carrying it out, it, it, you know, the theme nights is kind of trying to solve a problem that the system solves, right? So if that's like fun for you, go for it. If it helps like your family know what to expect, go for it. But it, it, I have found that that is something that, you know, it's a little bit of like a shiny object syndrome, right? It's like, oh, that's going to solve my problem. And it doesn't actually solve the underlying problem. So when we solve that, then if that's a fun thing to add for you, then go for it. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. Today's episode is sponsored by the Supermom Detox, an incredible coaching program designed to help moms take off their Supermom cape and feel comfortable in their own skin. Have you felt like you've lost yourself since becoming a mom because you got caught up in the idea that you have to take care of everyone and everything else and sacrifice who you are to be the kind of mom you want to be? The Supermom Detox will guide you in rediscovering who you are and getting yourself off the back burner and onto solid ground. This amazing program will teach you how to let go of perfectionism, people-pleasing, unrealistic expectations, unhealthy boundaries, and negative thought patterns that are keeping you stuck. Motherhood can be so much more enjoyable when you learn to take care of yourself the way you deserve. Stop feeling guilty or bad about making time for yourself. You are so worthy of taking up space. Find out more about the Supermoms Detox by clicking the link in today's show notes and signing up for a call with me. If nothing else, 
you'll get clear on what's keeping you on the back burner. What happens when, or what, what advice can you give? If you get to the night, like Wednesday night, you planned for something and either something comes up, right? That like kind of derails you or you're not in the mood for whatever it is you planned. <laughs> like you're crazy. I love food. this question. <laughs> I love this question. Um, okay. So for the first part of your question, um, I plan, and and this is for me personally, although when I ask clients, like how many meals, how many fresh meals on the table that you just cooked in the week would be meal planning success for you, right? And nobody, you know, I should take that back. I used to say nobody, but several weeks ago, somebody actually said seven to me, um, but nobody says I want seven new meals until I met this one. Already carrying it out. So, you know, I'm sure there's lots of people out there who do this and they're not necessarily looking for meal planning help, but, um, I rarely hear seven. I rarely hear six. The most common number is four or five. And right. so that is kind of the first target with my clients. And a lot of times, even if clients think they want five or six, when they get to four, they're like, this worked. So the beauty of that, and the reason that's kind of my target number and what I do in my own life is let's say Tuesday rolls around and life happens. I don't have to make the meal on Tuesday, right? Because I'm not in this rigid system where I have a meal for every single night. And so then if we don't eat it, the ingredients get wasted, right? And so you just move it. You move Tuesday to Wednesday. And again, the theme nights, you know, if you get real stuck to that, then this kind of, so um, that's what I would say, first of all, is the system is flexible in, in that regard because you can move them around. Mm. As far as not feeling like what you planned, <laughs> this is something that, again, the flexibility of the system can help you there. Um, but I do have... Um, you know, moms that come to me and we're, they're talking, we're talking about working together and they're like, I really just don't like to meal plan. Cause I don't feel like what I've planned. And, and what I say to them is if your goal is to basically feel like what you're about to eat and, and <laughs> give your taste buds, whatever it is they want in the moment, right. Then perhaps meal planning isn't for you, right. If that's really what sure, you're going yeah. for. And this also kind of takes into account your kids come home and they say they want something and like, where's your boundary there, right? right. Because then the, either your taste buds feel like something or they say something and you don't have the ingredients, right? Because you didn't plan for it. So then you got to go to the store, right? So there's a little bit of just what, what's the goal? Like maybe you have one night where you're like, okay, tonight is open and it's a little bit lighter day. So I'm going to run to the store. What do we want? So sure. if you really want to incorporate that into the week, but if you really are somebody who wants to make different meals for different kids for what they feel Based like in the you, moment yeah. or for yourself, right? Yeah. Then I would say, um, then planning ahead, you know, isn't necessarily going to work for you. Right. That's and so, so funny because even the way you put it, I was like, who would want that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that sounds like a lot of like more work. Yes. Yes. Like, it is more work. Yeah. And you know, it's funny, Ani, because it, it, it really is one of those things that people um, bring up and it's like, 
to your point, they kind of don't even mean it. They're just like, okay, pushing the boundaries of this meal planning. Yeah. Thing. What can it do for me? Like totally valid question. Right. right but then right. when you talk about it, it's like, yeah, you're right. I want the benefit of planning ahead and being prepared more than yeah. you know, yeah. I feel like. Choose your hard. Choose your hard. You know? So. Yeah. And I think um, even when you said like the start small, like just do like a few nights a week, it still leaves room to be able to, to switch things around and say like, okay, well tonight, you know, we were going to cook this, but nobody's really in the mood for it. Let's move that to a different night and figure out something else that we have in the cabinet because there's no way I'm like, <laughs> That's how my husband, he's like, when he's ready to cook, like, he'll be like, well, I'll just go to the store and get it. And I'm like, well, that's all on you because I cannot be bothered doing that. Right. that <laughs> we're exactly going right. to cook what we have here. Yeah. <laughs> um, what other tips or any um, last minute advice that you can give us for those that are trying that want to take a stab at meal planning? Yes. Excellent question. So one thing that we um, are, we're kind of getting at, but haven't necessarily um, talked about directly is one thing that I hear from moms all the time is they want variety in their meals. Right. And you don't want to like open Google, right? Let's say you're doing think ahead Thursday, opening Google and just being like, Google, what should I eat next week? Right. That's <laughs> or Pinterest, right? That's very overwhelming. That's like a lot of choices. Right. And then to some degree, you're shooting in the dark a little bit about what your family might like, right? Because that comes up as well. We're not trying to be short order cooks, but it would be nice to cook my family something that they like, right? Um, and there's a balance there. So one thing that I start working with my clients on right away is creating a recipe hub. And what this is, is, uh, and most moms come to me with some family favorites that kind of kicks this off. Mm -hmm. They might be eating them too often, right? And they're in their family favorite rut. Um, but we're going to add some more to it. So there's more variety, but you want to start creating a recipe hub that is recipes that, um, not only your family likes, but take care of yourself in this and make your recipe hub recipes. You're confident making, you know, you have the tools, you understand the ingredients, like they're, they're simple. Now I'm not about like five ingredient or less recipes or 15. Like it doesn't have to be that. I just want you to be comfortable with the recipes because what I have and what my clients have after they work with me is um, I use a hard copy binder, but you could do digital. When I get to think ahead Thursday, I have a binder that I open up and I'm like, I know that every single one of these recipes, I know how to make. It doesn't take me 10 years in the kitchen and my family likes it. Right. I can't yeah. guarantee you that your teenager is going to like everything, right. every cut, right? right? But they've been hits with my family before. Mm -hmm. Right. And so this is because decision fatigue is one of, you know, another really big thing I hear in meal planning is mm -hmm. I don't want to decide what to make. And when you create this recipe hub, it's pretty big. You have variety, but you get to choose from it without wondering about the recipes. And so start with your family favorites, but actually put the recipes somewhere you can locate because people are like, oh yeah, I have, I have recipes that I like. Yeah. And I'm like, where are they? Oh, well, I bookmarked it, but I, I don't know. Right. Or yeah. I saw it on that food blog. Right. Yeah. And those kinds of things aren't helpful. Like get the recipe, be able to get your literal or digital hands on it mm -hmm. and start making a collection that you can go to 
And you can open it up and say, all of these recipes I know are, are going to be good for me and good for my yeah. family. Yeah. That's a great idea. I'm just thinking of mine. Like I, cause I, over the years I've gotten rid of like a lot of my cookbooks and stuff. And so yeah. yes. I, I think I still have like eight to 10 that I, I go kind of pull down. And one of them is that like family recipe, like just all these little, like little pockets and stuff and that's like my go-to thing but I'm like I really need to clean it out and kind of get together like what what do my family enjoy because I do pull out from that probably about once a week but then some I have online like there's other things like you know I have chicken defrosted like okay what am I going to do with the chicken and I go to all recipes and like start looking at chicken recipes but really just narrowing down because that decision fatigue is real the struggle is real with that and having that hub makes sense and it seems like it would definitely contribute to making its mealtime simpler yeah absolutely so you have a gift for our audience or for the listeners? I, I do. It's a meal planning guide. It's a uh, done for you meal plan. And um, it is uh, lunches, snacks, and dinners uh, planned for you. Some simple recipes. You get a little taste of, um, you know, the kind of recipes that I give my clients. Um, and yeah, it will walk you right through seven days of meal planning. Um, I, it is a seven day meal planning, <laughs> right? Which you don't I, I, I see the irony there. Um, <laughs> but people are like, when they're first looking for meal planning, that's what they're looking for. Right. Right? And then when they work with me, we talk through that, but it is, um, seven days and pick the days that you want and cook okay. the ones that you want, and you don't have to do them all. Okay. Um, but yes, that is a free gift that I would love uh, to share with your audience uh, to kind of get them started. Awesome. Thank you. I will go ahead and put the link to that in the comment section in the show notes. For the first 10 years of being a mom, I told myself that I did not have the time to go out with friends or to learn a new hobby. I told myself that my focus now had to be on my children, and they were my responsibility and my responsibility alone. I would feel guilty if I did anything fun without my children and husband, and I'd feel resentful since my husband seemed to just come and go without any of the kids even noticing. I, on the other hand, would get bombarded by my kids if I said I was going for a walk alone, so I stopped trying. I stopped making dates with friends, and I stopped knowing who I was. I didn't know how to ask for help, and I felt weak and like I wasn't a good mom because I wanted it. I needed help, but I didn't know how to ask. I became a control freak, really, trying to control everything and everyone, because if things weren't in order, it reflected on me and my worthiness. I filled my plate. Boy, was I busy. I volunteered. I led groups. I got involved in everything. Looking back, I can see clearly that I was trying to prove my, my worth, but really it was exhausting, and it led me to feeling like a failure because I just couldn't keep up. I fed myself all kinds of lies. I don't have time. I don't need that walk. I can do this alone. I thought that the world was going to fall apart if I did something I enjoyed. And I told myself this for so long, I actually stopped knowing what it was that I even enjoyed. Sad, I know. But can you relate? I felt trapped by my own excuses. But it wasn't until I started recognizing them for what they were that I was able to finally break free from them. I created a guide to help other moms break free from the lies and to start taking care of themselves. It took me 10 years. It definitely doesn't have to take you that long. 
I'll put the link to this guide in the show notes so that you can grab your copy and be on your way to breaking free from the guilt and start rediscovering who you are under that mom hat. We talk a lot about self-care and we want to know what is your go-to self-care practice? Oh, so besides meal planning, because meal planning is 100% self-care, I, we get a local newspaper uh, every week and there is a crossword puzzle in it. And I uh, make the agreement with myself that I'm going to do the crossword puzzle every week because I love crossword puzzles. Uh, And so I take time in my week, every week to do uh, to do the local crossword puzzle. And that is one way that I, you know, I've just kind of like agreed with myself, you know, and just set that boundary. And some other things I, you know, I like to read and, but sometimes that time kind of goes somewhere, but the crossword puzzle time is, is for sure. Do you typically like complete it? Yeah. 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 That's impressive. I mean, that's why I say like, it's my local paper. It's not like the, you know, the New York times, but um, yeah, I mean, I would say about 50% of the time I get a hundred percent and then most of the time I'm about 90, 95% there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm all about the Sudoku in the paper. (laughs) That's my little section. (laughs) (laughs) What, um, what book can you recommend? So, you know, I knew you were going to ask this question and I was just like racking my brain. Like I've read a lot of books that are just like, eh, you know, I'm not necessarily, I would love to um, recommend it. But one, I was looking at my bookshelves and one that this is very telling for me because I'm the kind of person like gets rid of stuff. You know, I'm just like, get rid of it when I'm done with it. And one book that stays on my shelf, it's called laugh your way to grace. Okay. And um, it's just, it's a, um, it's written by a woman named Susan Smart Sparks. I guess she's a reverend, but um, it is not necessarily uh, like a denomination or religion specific. She's just talking about bringing laughter and like a lightheartedness into your spirituality. And it it's just always, I mean, stuff can get heavy, right? Life can get heavy. And like, I don't know, I like books about like organize this and, and you know, meditate about this, like all of those things that are, I, that feel a little bit more rigid to me, but this is just like a really good, just like, yeah, life is funny. Right. And so it, it helps. I reread it, uh, every so often. And it just kind of brings me back to like, you know, it's just, everything is not as serious as perhaps I make it. Kara, where can listeners find you? The best place to find me is in my Facebook group, which is Practical Meal Planning Moms. I'm hanging out there a lot and we are um, talking about meal planning. I share weekly recipes. Uh, We're encouraging and supporting each other in creating that meal planning habit that makes it all easy. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the show today and being our guest. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed it. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Moms Without Caves podcast. I'm always up to hearing your ideas for future episodes, so send me a DM and let me know. And if you enjoyed today's episode, it would be awesome if you'd leave me a positive review wherever you're listening to podcasts these days. Until next time, take care of you. You are worth it.